you know, Spencer, a lot of times with these uh, ad reads, we have to uh, pretend that we like a product, but this is not one of those. Right. This Um, is just classic. We're classic podcast connoisseurs. We know what's up. Yeah, we love we do love MeUndies. Secrets out. That's not just talk. Right. We probably love solid cologne. Um, Yeah, definitely. uh, But we definitely love Matt Bronger. Um, Matt Bronger. He's a he's an old friend of mine. I won't say too old because you know it's showbiz. So let's <laughs> let's stay ageless. But he is a fantastic, wonderful person that I have always adored, and that I never spend enough time with, and never work with enough. But he is really funny and really kind and really awesome. And he has a podcast called Ding Donger. Oh, you know about it? No, wait. Yeah, no, it's okay. You can know about <laughs> no, it. No, I've heard ads for it. It seems like a great podcast. It's a weekly podcast with actor and comedian Matt Bronger. You can go for a spin with him as he shares stories, observations, and advice with episodes perfectly curated for half-hour car rides. Does that mean he's driving during the, p- p- the podcast? He better not be because that's my idea. Oh, shit. I wonder if that's done because that is my idea. Maybe you can go on Ding Donger. You know what you could do <laughs> is you can leave a voicemail message for him and he'll address it uh, on his podcast. Oh, wow. I don't have a number for that, but just know that you can do that. Well, I bet if you like and subscribe to it on iTunes, the number reveals itself to you. Yeah, this is already on the air. I'm acting like it's new. (laughs) Recent episodes have included tales of harrowing bike rides in Southeast Asia, horror stories from Chicago public transit, and advice about everything from the creative process to the terrifying nature of bird-eating insects. Just don't miss a single episode. (laughs) Make sure you don't... (laughs) Sorry. Make sure you don't... (laughs) Make sure you make sure you don't miss a single episode. Subscribe to Ding Donger with Matt Bronger on iTunes, Stitcher, FeralAudio.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Matt Bronger. He couldn't be brighter. Today's episode is brought to you by Last Rampage, the new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. And we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie. My name is Robert Patrick. I play Gary Tyson. That's Gary Tyson with an I in the film Last Rampage. Evil broke loose in 1978. Arizona State Penitentiary. You know, that was interesting. What, what, what it was like playing a real person as opposed to a a fictional character. It it was really trying to wrap your head around how this guy could do some of the things that he could do. That was the the things that you were drawn on. Of course, there was no way you're going to try to do an impersonation of a guy, nor was I going to try to, you know, get as heavy as the guy. Uh, I didn't have enough time to really go that route. But I, I, you know, I found him really, really interested in trying to live up to the charisma that he had. I fell in love with the folklore of the story, like there, you know, the the whole idea that he was a guy that was raised uh, during the Great Depression. See that, from a historical point of view, those kind of stories resonate with me. That yearning for something better, trying to find it, have to steal to get it. How do you deal with that if you're a religious person? You know. How do you run underneath that? How do you justify it? He had a double life sentence that he began to push his wife and his kids to say, God, you know, I'm going to serve one term, and when I die, I'm going to serve another term in hell. Uh, I got to get out of this. And, and the, 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 the link that he was willing to uh, uh, go to 
to get his kids to help him get through this and get him out of prison was, it was fascinating to me. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today. For more information, visit truecrimelive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at Last Rampage Film or on facebook.com slash lastrampagefilm. Hello, Arlington. Guess what? I've got very good news. Harmontown is now in session. Welcome to the Arlington Draft House. Won't you please welcome the mayor of Harmontown, Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon, he's got a camera on his head. Dan Harmon, there's a camera on his head. Dan Harmon, he got a camera on his head. You all have to sign a release form later because he has a camera on his head. He's got a camera on his head. I got a camera on my head. But that doesn't matter because the most important 300 people are here in Arlington. Welcome. Ten minutes from the front door of the forces that oppress us. Fuck these guys. You, you, mean, you mean Washington, D.C.? Yeah, man. We're, aren't we like ten minutes from the White House? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. With traffic, maybe 18? There's no traffic? You, you, you guys in this town, you, you, you want to talk about politics tonight, right? Like, no, you love it. That's why you live here. You want to, you want to talk about politics. Are you going to wear that camera on your head the whole show? No, 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 once the red light goes out, it means we're out of, uh, what do you call it, film now or footage? iCloud? What's, whatever's, whatever's in there, it'll run out. And I'll take it off pretty soon. Aren't you concerned about, like, brain cancer? you got a thing on your head. I'm getting kind of a high off of the reduced blood flow. <laughs> it's sort of a perfect thing. D like Dan is wearing... Uh, lean, lean forward, Dan, and show them what can only be described as a jockstrap uh, uh, on your head. No, yeah, it's... It, it's like a biker's helmet without the protection and, and uh, all the capacity to film your impending doom. Let's do an experiment. Let's get Spencer out here immediately. All right. We, we've never done it. Dan, uh, we've never... It's, hang on, Spencer. Wait, wait till you're... Uh, shit, Spencer! <laughs> Spencer! <laughs> we've never brought him up this earlier. It's like in chess, bringing the queen out too early. They warn you not to bring your queen out too early in chess, Dan. You see a four-armed Spencer emerge from the bushes. He has an apple sweatshirt on and a full beard full of beardness. He takes his seat way too early in the show. He is Spencer. Thank you for joining us, Spencer. Spencer. Thanks. Again, for, for those of you that possibly don't know who Spencer is. Spencer is our dungeon master we've been traveling with. Uh, at, at some point in the show, we play, uh, we play Dungeons & Dragons with Spencer, who has uh, truly been a wonderful companion on the road. Thank and, you. And, and an indispensable Spencer. Uh, dispenserable? It doesn't matter. To avoid the... Do, can, we, can, we, can, can I get more plosives on my poop? <laughs> Papa, poop. Can we turn my mic down a Can bit? Can we get a, a winter bock and a windscreen for Jeff? Yeah, yeah. holy smokes. Poop. <laughs> mic check. 
That's better. Thank you. Hummertown is the place to be. Saw your mama with an ant and a bee. Insect colony. I saw your mama on the bus. Wait. All right. That was just gibberish. Confession. A couple of those last words weren't real words. <laughs> but the, the, uh, the uh, art form of it is that's how insects talk. That was trophallaxis. It was vomit drop. Insect rap. How about a real rap? Here in Arlington? Oh, oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Yo, yo, Arlington. Oh, yo, yo, yo. Place to be in a town I don't know. Fuck your mama in the rain and the snow. I'm like a mailman, do it in weathers. All I fuck your mama with Carl Weathers. Okay, you're not ready yet. Let me warm up. We, we just met these people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm sorry. We, we predicted backstage. We, we always do this. We're like, there's a potential this will be a weird show. Like, we don't know. Like, this is a weird seating thing. For those of you in podcast land, we've got it's a, it's a perfect storm of comfort and alienation. Yeah. <laughs> We're looking. Everybody at a, here is their own Captain Picard. They've all yeah, got these. Yeah, every. <laughs> <laughs> they're all in these beautiful. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> they're all in great reclining leather thrones. Every single audience member in the Arlington Draft House gets a fucking Enterprise bridge captain's yes. chair. And 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 the which fear, is, which is fantastic, if you're fear. coming to see the Expendables too. Uh, it's, my, a, it's a great place to watch a Quentin Tarantino yeah, movie. And, and, it might be a horrible place to interact with me. Like you guys are all, yeah. you uh, you seem more powerful to me. Any yeah. any one of you could uh, could tell us whether or not to engage uh, <laughs> at, at, at any point. <laughs> they, they have all engaged in baskets of fries. Like it, it, it is, this is the height of comfort. Literally, people have plates in front of them, and there's just nachos and quesadillas coming up. Plates. Plates, plates, plosives, plosives, microphone, Point screen, occupation zero, P hero. Right. A little audio humor for you. Uh, yeah, everyone is in a is in, is in a state of the art IKEA rolling office chair, <laughs> and they and every two people has a a wonderful formica table full loaded with the appetizers and beverages of their choices. This and I do it. feel like Dan, you uh, we we might be the only comedy show to ever op uh, be the headliner for a Twilight movie. <laughs> was anyone here? Did anyone have to come in watch a Twilight movie then leave and who, come who, back? Who was here and watched Twilight and came back for us? Thank you. Thank you. Nobody. <laughs> nice. Thank God for that. Okay, I, I, I'm not joking. I've never seen a Twilight. I don't know what a Twilight... I mean, I know what Twilight is. I know it's, it's the thing between light and night. But uh, uh, is, it, is it vampires or, or, or chupacabras or, or uh, werewolves? It's vampires. It, huh? Vampires and werewolves? There, there's a few werewolves, yeah. But they're like Native Americans. Wait, the, the werewolves are like Native Americans? Yeah, they're not true. They, they're not afflicted by lycanthropy. They're Native Americans who are more. They can shape shift into these CG wolf creatures. In a world where Lutus has no hiding place. I don't know. Shut up. <laughs> Uh, uh, Arlington.
Washington Draft House number one in accommodations for the talent coming through. I will say that, right? We're yep. not going to offend anybody by saying that. Certainly not. We, we got ushered in here, and the guy whose job it is to kick your ass if you get out of line is, is also, he'll bring you chicken fingers. <laughs> and he'll do both with equal facility, I believe, <laughs> and, with, and with equal pride in his job. He was, I kept going, like, I don't... We were asked before the show by, by a lovely guy na named Jesse, he's like, if, uh, let me know if like, anybody in the audience gets too uh, wild and wooly or too interactive, you know, like, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it. We're like... If we call your name out, Jesse, that yeah, means... and only if we call your name out. Yeah. Otherwise... Je Jesse, uh, don't, don't... No, no. He's, he's not Beetlejuice. We, if, if I say his name three times... What if Jesse turned out to be the problem? What if, what if, he was just, <laughs> what if, what if as soon as he... It's like, okay, they started the show, and then he goes in the back, and he ties his arm off, and he, like, shoots him smack. Secure, special security smack. It's like a little black bag that says security on it. And they, <laughs> And then he and then he's like comes out here and he's like, "Why don't you shut the fuck up? You're not safe enough." <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, first in accommodations of the talent, I got I, I, I'm 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 I got a belly full of deep fried chicken fingers. This is our this is our first show on this is day what eight? Got to be something. I, like I think it's our, our it's not day eight, but it's our eighth show, and I think in nine days. This is our only show where we didn't have a hotel. We, our, our tour bus is like a block and a half away, and we, uh, we, we landed at 5 o'clock p.m. It's now 10 or, so, or 30 p.m., and uh, we just like, got dressed on the bus and have been wandering uh, Columbia Pike or wherever the fuck we are. <laughs> and, uh, and so uh, this is the least uh, together you're going to see us. Oh, Spencer. <laughs> so one of the, the guys making the documentary, we were at this Thai food restaurant, and one of them said, hey, are you all right? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. And they said, are you going to be able to dungeon master tonight? And he said, yeah, uh, give me the name of a monster. <laughs> and, and someone said, werewolf. And he said, leaping from the bushes, its arms raised in aggression and protest. A werewolf started. And I was like, yeah, I turned should, it on and off. Should, should we try that out right now? Should, uh, uh, let's, let's try a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Spencer, uh, uh, any, anyone from the audience, uh, do you have a, think of a, not a, not a real monster, make up a new monster, like a, something out of your own imagination. The what? The tooth beast. Spencer, the tooth beast. You hear the gnashing and grinding of ivory against ivory. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking die. I'm gonna die. Do, should I even go on at that point? Are we good? Yeah, no, no, you should. I mean, you could or you couldn't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die of happiness. You hear the gnashing and meshing of Spencer, ivory against um, ivory. I, I, Oh I was I was pretty sure I loved you the moment we met you at Meltdown. <laughs> now what do you and, do? And, and, and it's it's grown and grown by you know a very you know logical ge geometrical you know like line. That's but, what we call a direct correlation. Uh, <laughs> That's just statistics. You're, you're only you're only making it more exponential. Your, uh, Your curve gets parabolic as it exponentializes <laughs> into the hazy mist of mathematical curvature. As, as X becomes closer to Y. I don't know. <laughs> you hear the gnashing and meshing of ivory the, against the ivory? The gnashing of ivory against it. ivory. Get, it. It's like right off the top, like Dan and I, we both have speech impediments. 
like Dan goes, I, 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 but Spencer, you, you speak so distinctly. Uh, like it, there's no stuttering. There's no ums or ers or uhs or whatever. It's just it's it's very uh, articulate, very specific, very precise. If you say so. <laughs> I, 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 I I do. Can we unveil my 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 partial bridge to the chicken noodle dick uh, song? Uh, I want to. <laughs> I don't know if Jeff approves of it yet, but this is what I came up well, with. Well, I, 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 uh... Here I am. I ain't got a dick. I got a chicken noodle can. All my life, I've been putting this can inside my chicken noodle wife. Chicken noodle God come down from the mountains and chicken noodle man, you gotta work all day. Chicken noodle man, you gotta cross the river Jordan. Feed the devil soup until your troubles go away. Soup to the bowl, bowl to the spoon. Spoon to the mouth, you're gonna get well soon. I, that's all I got. <laughs> Soup to the bowl, bowl to the spoon. Spoon to the mouth, you're gonna get well soon. It's not, it's not, really, it's not really a bridge, it's, it's another uh, yeah, verse. I don't know what it is. I don't know yeah. what it is. We, we, we need a musician to write us, like, we need to move to like a minor key. There. I don't know what it is, nor, nor did the people who built our nation's railroads. Like, they didn't go to music college. They went by instinct and God. Like, God went through them. When you, when you break a man down to his fundamentals, he becomes Beethoven. Right. Like, they didn't need to know, oh, oh, uh, is, it, is it the bridge or the, or the chorus? I don't fucking know. Like, put, a, put another fucking uh, uh, railroad uh, 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 hinge in the... In the rail, 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 rail pocket. Uh... uh Spencer, uh, railroad monster. You hear the sound of far-off pistons firing. <laughs> Steam rises to the east. You hear the horrendous grinding of teeth. And then you see it. Half man, half locomotive. All monster. He's fucking so good. He's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Just, he's, a, he's a national treasure. He's a national. He's a national treasure whose parents dropped him off at the bus. I, I, have a, I, have a, I have a picture of Spencer and his mom and dad, and uh, they look like our age. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And they're and my, like uh, older he, than you guys. Yeah, yeah, barely. Your mom was in my chemistry class. <laughs> my mom's like twenty years older than you. It still it doesn't matter. What's their secret, Spencer? Why do your parents look so youthful? Um, they drain the souls of other people. <laughs> Uh, uh, Spencer Parent Monsters. Yeah, the Parent Monster. Opening the door to your room, you quickly turn off your computer screen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why are we up here and why are you back there? This whole thing is that's fucking I, backwards. That's what I just thought. Is like tonight. The, the, that's what's important about tonight. I officially cede the show to Spencer. <laughs> yeah, I do. I abdicate. No like, like, like. Jeez, uh, Louise. Oh man. That, that, that's a, that's a superpower. Uh, you know, there was a conversation on the tour bus. You know, Dan is busy like 
you're sitting in the front section, uh, which I, I call the, 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 the forecastle of, 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 of our tour bus. The forecastle, it's, it's called forecastle. Any sailors out there? Yeah, good stuff. There's a, yeah, there's yeah. a couple of sailors. That's yeah. safe to assume. Uh, <laughs> it it uh, is our nation's capital. Wait, 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 but we're, we're near Annapolis, Maryland. There might be some midshipmen out there, right? Anybody? Of yeah, course, no. there usually is. Any bachelorette parties? <laughs> no, it's it's Harmenians. They, it's, it's, it, yeah, it's. He loves his yacht. Uh, Spencer, <laughs> Spencer, yacht monster. Off the port bow, <laughs> you see a spout of rising water. I don't know. That's all I got that time. It's all right. It's all right. Free, freestyle yeah, DM. I'm pretty sure that was Moby Dick, but that's still, that's still good. <laughs> yeah, you see a hump like a snow hill. There <laughs> she blows. Quig quig cried. Let me tell you about how knots work. Oh, do you know, that that do you, was just Moby I think Dick. I know how they work. I just don't know how to time any of them. I think they all work on the principle of making rope hard to pull. No, no. He, he, was, he was making a joke about Moby Dick, which most of it is about the minutia of, you know, of, of being aboard a ship. Yeah, read a book, people. <laughs> Illiteracy monster. You see it stumbling towards you. <laughs> it looks at the sign standing in front of you. It falls into the pit that was clearly labeled. I'm gonna fucking die of a goddamn pleasure attack on a stage here in Arlington. I'm gonna die of happiness. I have never. We gotta stop. We stop putting him on the spot. Just. But th this is where we reveal that this whole thing has been a ruse. That you and I are gonna leave the stage like, like we're gonna pretend like, oh, uh, we're demoralized. We're gonna leave, and then Spencer's gonna leave and come out dressed like Dolly Parton, and he's gonna sing a song, and, and you're gonna find out he can tap dance, so he can do anything. And oh. then the usurpation will be complete. <laughs> uh, 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 some Arlington facts, Jeff. You don't. Okay, let's hear him. Uh, Dan, Dan boasts of his ability to, while he's shirking his responsibilities for his screenplays or his uh, uh, TV show scripts, uh, he, Wikipedia is the town that we've just dropped into. Yeah. So let's hear what you got, Dan. Jeff, did you know that Arlington, Virginia is the rape state? <laughs> so called by uh, Senator Joseph McCarthy in 1910 who was then six years old and had been raped by his own mother. <laughs> who, let me finish, invented the typewriter. <laughs> in fact, we, we, we are in a fascinating historical... Uh, <laughs> what a legacy. Yeah. I mean, what a, a, lot what a, of shit went what, down what a career. Uh, Virginia was the 17th state to leave the Union and the 14th state to join uh, the Union. Uh, uh, thereby creating a time paradox in which it fought itself in 1920, uh, which resulted in the development of copper wire uh, and, and the telephone and the typewriter and marshmallow cream and license plates. And the movie Jaws was shot here. And... <laughs> and the I, didn't, I didn't look anything up. And... and and the the uh, they lead the nation in eternal flame technology. Yes, you guys. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot of yes. Cemetery cemetery culture here is more advanced than 
than ancient Maya and uh, Aztecia combined. Uh, the word Aztecia was invented here by uh, Carl Reiner <laughs> in 1940. Uh, uh, Thomas Edison uh, 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 choked uh, to death here on a hooker. Uh, and that's where he got the idea for the flux capacitor. Uh, Virginia was originally uh, non-Virginia. Uh, but they felt the name was too uh, braggy. So it changed it to Virginia. Dan, uh, who do you like better? <laughs> Virginia, West Virginia, or East Virginia? Uh, I, you know, I think out of all of my favorites is Mega Virginia. The, <laughs> That's the, 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 the secret Virginia developed by NASA scientists that is in geosynchronous orbit with the other five Virginias. Uh, and, uh, um, yeah, watches down on all of you. How many of you out here tonight are from Virginia. Uh, what what a question for you guys? What is Virginia? Is it a county, a state, it's a state? Uh, okay, a, com a commonwealth. All right, don't get snippy. Just I've been everywhere. I'm like an astronaut now. I'm, I'm walking in here with a swagger. I don't even I don't even know where I am. Uh, no, we're uh, ten minutes from the White House. Let's 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 scream something at him, Jeff. We're tired of your bullshit. Why is it gotta be white? <laughs> Why do I have to take my shoes off every time I go through the airport? Stupid. How many how many how many 911s have you stopped? With shoes. With shoe absence. Well, for for all we know, a hundred. Well, no. For all we know, none. And we do know because well, every no, time we... they stop one, they go. He had a thing in his shoe. He had a thing in his shoe. They get excited about it. But but if somebody else blew up some heavy shit, they wouldn't call that a nine eleven. They'd probably call it whatever date that happened on. They call it a four fourteen or something like They'd that. They'd call it either nine twelve or ten eleven. Right? Wouldn't they? What if, what if it happened in the spring? I don't know. Oh, 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 September. I just got that. I just got that. I thought it was like 911. Uh. You know, every day since I was like in middle school, you've loved me. Come to me. <laughs> No, I look at the clock ever, like, ever since I was very young, and I, I, I see 9-11 on a clock once or twice a day. It's, it's constant. I can wake up out of a sleep and pick up my phone and look at it, 9-11. No. I see it all the time. No. I do. There's an article, I saw it today. I, there, I saw it today once. That's a phenomenon. I read about it on the Internet. It's your brain attributes significance to 9-11, and your brain works backwards but and it, forwards. I, I was in middle school way before 9-11. And, and you remember seeing 9-11 a lot? Before 9-11 happened? Yeah. No, you because, because, big, oh, well, no, because back then it was 911. It was the emergency call uh, number. And I would always see 911. And it got to the point where for, it used to scare me, but then I would see 911. Like if I would get into a friend's car and if I'd pop in and I would look at their digital clock and it would go 911. And I would see it and it was like seeing the face of a friend. So now when I see it, I go like, hey, buddy. And then when 911 happened, that all changed because now it's a whole different thing. Well, moving on with our facts about Arlington... H highest probability of anyone in the audience having lost a loved one during 
yeah. I, I, I. And we're and we're, and we're we're doing bits about it. Yo, sensitive stuff. Marshmallow fluff invented in Somerville, but here's where you invented 9/11. It's a little less appetizing, a claim to fame, but you did it. Congratulations. Wisconsin, what did Wisconsin do? Shoes. I think we invented shoes. Cheese. Okay. They invented Dan Harmon, then, nice. as this gentleman says. All right, come on. Let's, let's move on and let's meet some people. Let's, let's stir some shit up. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jeff B. Davis from Harmontown, sitting here with uh, Spencer Crittenden. Hey, guys, we're here to talk to you about rhetoric coffee. Are you guys coffee drinkers? Are you junkies? Do you get up in the morning and you're, you're just no good until you have that cup of coffee? Or do you just like to sweat a lot and get the shits? Yeah, no, that second one is definitely me. I like to sweat a lot and get the shits. Does that apply to this ad at all? Uh, strangely, yes. We're talking about Rhetoric Coffee. Rhetoric Coffee doesn't just give you unwanted diarrhea. It's the best subscription service coffee you'll ever taste in your life. Rhetoric commissions original art directly from comic book artists and then hand screen prints them on each bag. Each one you receive has a special life and is a unique organic work of art. I, we got this flat, like bag right here. They, they, they gave us bags of coffee. I'm like... This is me crinkling a bag of rhetoric coffee. Look, I'm opening it right now. Oh my god, it smells like heaven. It's it smells like it smells like being like a like a like a angsty teen. He's Spencer is actually eating full coffee beans right now. That's good. <laughs> oh, dear God. That's great. Oh, somebody call the police. Not only are they fun to chew on, you could probably make coffee out of them. And you get to feel good about drinking that coffee because it's what I call ethical coffee. Rhetoric goes above and beyond fair trade, not just for their coffee, but in how they pay the artists that put the art on the bag with the coffee in it that Spencer is now currently chewing. Oh, yeah. Everyone wins. <laughs> You're a fucking monster. <laughs> their relationship with their artists allows the artists to continue making prints of their original work while allowing them full use for Rhetoric's projects. Everyone wins. Everybody wins. Everyone wins. Each roast is completely unique. You won't taste these complex flavors anywhere else. Their commitment to quality is top-notch. They are drinking what they are selling. They're getting high on their own supply. You know, they say not to do that, but it's also, I guess, a mark of quality in some sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to go to a drug dealer that doesn't get high on his own supply. That makes me feel like he doesn't believe in the product. It might not be good business sense, but it's definitely, you know, a good product. Yeah. Go to rhetoriccoffee.com and sign up now and use the promo code FERAL, F-E-R-A-L, for a 30% off discount. You... <laughs> go to FERAL. F-E-R-A-L, for 30% off. Your first roast. You, ne you never forget your first roast, Spencer. I, I never will. The first roast is the deepest. That's R-H-E-T-O-R-I-C coffee.com. Sign up and use the promo code FERAL for 30% off your first roast. Coffee so good, you can chew it. Do we have a, a representative of uh, of Arlington, Virginia, out there? Like, anybody who feels like they have something to? Uh... Do we have anybody of the, that, that believes in ghosts? <laughs> isn't it, isn't isn't this a big ghost state? Uh, has anybody ever here had a, had an encounter with a ghost, a real one? Holy shit! Nobody. <laughs> I think we just disproved ghosts. Yeah. Get up here. Get up here. Right. What's, what's your name, sir? Adam. Adam's coming up. 
And we'll be with you in a second, probably, too. Uh, I thought maybe... Because we're on the East Coast, like, there's, a, there's more ghosts on the East Coast. It, it, it used to be yeah, called... no, it's true. It used to be called the East Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it got its name. Uh, Adam, uh, what, 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 tell us your uh, ghost story. Um, I was like, uh, I guess I was like eight or nine years old, and I was um, in my parents' bedroom like early on like a Sunday morning. That was like, no I'm... ghost, Adam. <laughs> That's it's called an erection. Yeah. <laughs> it was haunting, but natural. <laughs> but I was like, I looked across the room, and all of a sudden I saw like this dark sort of like shadow figure and I think like its head popped off and was like bouncing back and forth against Sperm. the walls. <laughs> oh my god, I just had a realization. <laughs> oh my god, what a breakthrough. <laughs> yeah. No, wait, I'm sorry. I, 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 you, you saw a dark figure. You were in your parents' bedroom. Were they, I, were they there a dark too? figure coming? Yeah, like they were, we, were, we were all in the bed together because that's not weird. <laughs> so you, but how are you, eight, nine? I was like eight or nine, maybe. Yeah. Like, I slept with my mom a lot during my parents' separation. <laughs> my did parents you, did separated. You see, did you see a dark figure enter the room? Any, my parents separated, and, uh, and uh, my mom moved to South Milwaukee. Uh, we never pronounced the H there. And uh, <laughs> she was living above her mom's place, my grandma. And, uh, and she, every night she would, she, I would hear her like calling on the phone to my dad and going, I, think, I don't know what's going on. And it was like emotionally, like put me in a bubble. But I remember like, I remember sleeping in my mom's bed because I, I could have sworn my mom wanted me to. I could have <laughs> sworn it was not my choice. I thought that like, but I bet I was all fucked up too. And, uh, but this is the, the most distinct emotional memory I have. My dad came over to visit my mom they were separated, and uh, and 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 my my dad uh, came over and he's like, uh, I guess we'll, we're gonna go to the zoo, uh, Tiki. That was my nickname. And uh, wait, sorry, what? Uh, back, let's get back to that later. My nickname was Tiki. Um, and then my mom said, uh, uh, "Can I talk to you alone for a second? To my dad." And so that meant I had to leave. So I left the room, but I listened at the door because it was like. Like what the fuck? What, 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 I guess they're gonna talk about me. Obviously, they're not gonna talk about the stock market. The, like, uh, and and I, my mom really threw me under the bus. Like she she went like I, I listened behind the door and I heard my mom go, y you know, uh, this is really fucking up your son. You know he, you know he sleeps in bed with me every night. <laughs> you know that he, you know it's traumatizing him. And I remember thinking like you bitch. <laughs> You, you hit on me. <laughs> you wanted it. I feel that way about my mom sometimes, Dan. <laughs> For real? Yeah, it's, she's like, she's constantly very, really, really like affectionate, but almost to a point that it feels almost sexualized. It's, it's really or creepy fake. and weird. Or, 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 or fake, targeted? No, not fake. Oh, okay. like, are you, feels, are you, do you have siblings? I have uh, one older brother, but we have different moms. But they say there's a thing uh, it's referred to as silent seduction, where, where a mother will pick one of uh, like two or more uh, male uh, offspring, and that one receives all of the love, all of the affection, but also because all, she wants to all of the, change all, also all the craziness, all the anger. It's like the, that's absolutely true. So, so yeah, so I, I think I had that one too. Like uh, you, you're you're involved in an unwitting emotional uh, kind of relationship. Uh, like a dating relationship with this with this woman. Yeah, it's it's it skeeves me out sometimes. 
Yeah. That's that's why I don't live near did you, her did anymore. You, did you get to an age when I, I remember being like 12 or 13 and my mom coming up behind me and kind of like giving me like a shoulder rub and kind of and, and then and then me going like knock it off. I think that's just a puberty thing, right? Like you. You, you Wait, go, she, 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 she was going through puberty? <laughs> no, I was. I think, okay. I think the reason I remember it is because I was like, I decided, okay, no more affection. Like, I don't, you know, I'm a man now. I don't want my mom to Or did she see you going through puberty and goes, I'm going to give oh, this to hubba, hubba. <laughs> <laughs> A man? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. God damn it. We need, we need more uh, open books on this stuff. You so, hear me, White House? <laughs> so, so, Adam. Where's uh, your committee on this shit? Stop making us take our shoes off at the, at the airport. And start figuring out our mom's brains. Why do they want to fuck us so bad? So, Adam, you feel like you, you with a lightning rod for all of your mother's, like, attention in that way? Oh, and, and when it comes to the craziness, definitely. Like, my parents got divorced, like, four years ago, um, which, you know, I was surprised by, like, it usually doesn't happen that much later in a person's life. Like, I was 21 when it happened. And basically, whenever... I had <laughs> and they to come to you and they're, you're in a bar and, they, and your dad comes up, it's not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's important for you to know. <laughs> my, my dad doesn't even talk about that sort of stuff or anything real, for that matter. I remember my dad trying to talk to me about our parents' separation and me getting so embarrassed. I was reading, a, like, a Spider-Man comic on the front seat of our station wagon and my dad finally started to broach the subject. Like, way too too late, way too late. Like everything was, the luggage was moved. Everything was topsy turvy. And like I was reading a Spider-Man comic. I had already figured out how to deal with it, which was to shut down and become autistic. And, and, and I remember <laughs> my, you know, or commit to an already prevalent autism. And, and my dad was like driving, and he just out of nowhere was like, uh, you know, your mother and I are going through some changes. Uh, and it was like just steer. I was like, focus on the Spider-Man. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's important for you to know it's not your fault. And, uh, it's just stumbling through this thing, and I was like, no, finish it up, play him off. Uh, and, then, and then, like, like, like they're being in this pause, and they go, you know, it's just important for you to know that if you'd stop reading your fucking comic book. <laughs> he got really mad, and I was like, I know, God, Jesus. Like, I, I, like, I remember that moment, too. Like you, you, my my dad, like reaching out to me, it was just painful. I said, "Let's connect here. Let's look." Each yeah, other in but the it eyes. was too late and too artificial, too focused. And how too, old were you at that point? Probably ten, eleven, yeah. or not eleven. <laughs> uh, so, Spen so, so, Spen Spencer, uh, dis disaffected emotional parent monster hey, encounter. Hey, 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 hey. Hold up! Hold up! Trying to get her attention, your mother looks over with a lazy, glazed-over look. <laughs> she seems exhausted, as if the weight of the world rests on her shoulders. You think that this might not be the best time to ask for ice cream. I'm going to fucking yeah. die. <laughs> All right, so Adam, your ghost, the ghost. So, uh, a dark figure comes in, the head's popping about. And then moving about, right? Yeah, it's just sort of popping about and, like, making this sort of hissing sound. All I can really remember is, like, I couldn't breathe at all. That's like, a thing. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't move. Sorry, I'm stammering. But, but uh, <laughs> I remember being in my bed. Well, that's a thing. There's a, there's, a, there's a chemical in your brain that paralyzes you when you're asleep, right? So that you don't, if you have a dream that you're like uh, fucking a hot dog, that you don't get up and fuck a hot dog, and 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 and, 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 and which won't be a hot dog. It'll be the ironing board, and you'll get you'll you'll hurt your family. Um, the uh, uh, 
you, you, there's a, there's a, when you go into deep sleep, there's supposed to be like, you know, your body can't move, and so your brain goes into this state where no matter how much flailing around you're doing in your sleep, you can't, you're not actually moving. But then there's this weird thing that happens. We've all had this experience, probably everyone in this room, uh, where you, you wake up and you're fully awake, but that chemical has still paralyzed your body and you can't move. Like, you're awake, and you can't move. And, like, like sometimes you can't breathe. That hasn't happened to you? I've never, I've never had that. That's oh, really? sleep paralysis. Yeah, that happens. For me, like, they, they say, like, like in, in your dreams, like, when you're trying to run or just even jog up a hill, that you, like, your legs are sluggish and you can't move, that your brain, like, knowing that they're, like, the, the chemicals your brain uh, administers while you sleep to make you really just fall asleep and your eyelids shut and, like, everything work and shut down, like your brain knows that, so you're kind of uh, paralyzed during your dreams. I, I've never had that in my waking state. Though. So when people are, when people are, uh, yeah, all this shit that happens to you in your sleep, it's all just various combinations of different sleep disorders. Like sometimes you're, that paralysis chemical is not working right, which is the sleepwalking. But Adam, were, did, were, you, were you awake? Did you, did you feel that? You yeah, were like awake? I had been awake for a few minutes when it happened, and all I all I remember is I was hearing, you know, the hissing sound and the head popping back and forth, and I kept wanting to say something, like wake my parents up. Yeah. Yeah, you want to scream, happening. and I couldn't. And, and then, like scream. the next thing I knew, it just disappeared. Yeah, but then after it disappeared, did you then go? Ah! <laughs> Even though it was too late, like, that's what I did. I, I remember like waking up. I remember being wide awake in my bed when I was like seventeen, and I remember the full-on, perfectly vivid image of an absolute like corporeal woman, like a witch in a black robe starting from the corner of my bedroom behind my bedroom door taking full strides over to my bed and like like get, like like covering like getting in my face like like <gasps> like a real person and i was wide awake and i just I couldn't move while she was doing it and then, and then it kind of like disappeared in a cloud but i was wide awake and in cold sweats and then the, the, as soon as i regained my faculties i went mom <laughs> at 17 it was so embarrassing <laughs> Um, they say they say. And she rolled over and goes, "What is it?" <laughs> Real nice, Jeff. And I say, "Stop giving me shoulder rubs and get to the real deal." <laughs> all right, all right, is there is there anybody in our audience? And don't be embarrassed. Uh, don't you're not going to get bullied like for real. Like buy up. I guess buy applause only because we can't see you. Is there anybody who is like, <laughs> you're just waving for, is there anybody in the audience that wants to just wave? Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but beyond that, is there anybody in the audience that, that believes in alien abduction, like mythology? Like, like, like the, the idea that there are aliens, uh, okay. Uh, how, got, how, how about a woman? Any, any gals here believe in it? <laughs> well, there was applause. Anybody want to come up and talk about it? Is there anybody willing to come up and talk about it a little bit? You believe in it, right? There's a, there's All right, a, uh, that he's, 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 he's not a lady, but he, uh, he's a, he believes in it. Let's, let's welcome uh, whoever you are. What's your name, sir? Casey, Casey oh, to I'm... the stage, everybody. Spencer, alien monster. Is that a... Okay. You see a circular beam of light. <laughs> Floating down from the heavens is a green, ghastly figure with a large, oversized head. It's a, like an alien. <laughs> All right. Jeez. Uh, yeah, that, 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 was, that was too over the plate. Yeah. I don't was, do uh, sci-fi. Uh, yeah, okay. Message, right. message there. Sp Spencer's bored. That was the message. Uh, some bullshit's I'm happening. Having, I'm having Go a to time. Hot Topic if you want this kind of crap. 
<laughs> I cater to a specific crowd. Go fuck yourself. All right, Casey, uh, you, you, you believe in alien, alien encounters, abductions? Yeah, sure. I mean... Is that based on anything? Any, any, like, what, what, what do you base that belief on? That it would, that it would be rad. <laughs> that it would be rad? Yeah. Oh, that, that's why I believe in hot tub parties. I, re I was writing a screenplay when I was like 23-ish, something like that. That was an alien abduction comedy. Uh, it's going to be like a new Ghostbusters. Uh, and I, I started researching all this alien abduction shit, and I got really freaked out because I, I got frequent nosebleeds as a kid, and I had all these, you know, like, like stuff when I was asleep, and I started, you know, like, like, like it gets in your head. Uh, I, 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 uh, I thought that I, I really thought aliens were, uh, were abducting me, Jeff. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, that's, I mean, people have instances where they have blacked out or something weird has happened, and then the next morning you wake up and there's a physiological difference. Maybe you lost some hair or an ear or something. An ear? Aliens may have occurred. Has anyone in the audience, th does anyone in the audience think they've been abducted by an alien? Applaud, if you can. If you can overcome your telepathic chip. So, 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 Casey, you, you, okay, you, you're, just, you're just saying your mind is open to that possibility, that, that you think that people, like you believe, when, uh, you, you want to believe that, that, that people have been interacted with by aliens. Yeah, my, my mind is unencumbered but, in that way. That's real groovy, Jackson. <laughs> Mine, too. I mean, I wouldn't rule it out. I don't know. Certainly why, not. Why bother ruling anything out? Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't believe in ghosts. I, 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 I have a logical, uh, skeptical mind. I don't believe that ghosts come around and fuck with you and go like, and, like throw a plate across the room. However, I had an apartment that is now our friend Rob Schraub's apartment. Uh, Rob Schraub is how I know Dan Harmon. Like, they were writing partners. And I had to move out of an apartment in L.A., Casey, and uh, it was a great apartment. But I couldn't afford it because my roommate moved out and I was broke. But the day that my friend and I moved in, uh, it was Halloween, but we didn't think about that. And also the, the number, the, the, the prefix for the phone number that the uh, telephone company wanted to give us was 666. Because mine is 665, but that's like 664, 663, that's that neighborhood. But they can't get rid of the 666s because... People, you know, are Catholic and shit, you know, or whatever. So, uh, and my roommate was Irish Catholic. He's like, he's like, oh no, I can't do that. Oh, my, 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 my mother will never call me. She'll never call. <laughs> and so, uh, so we got a, another number. And so we check in this new place. And we were the third residents to ever live there. But the apartment was built in the 50s. The first resident, a LAPD homicide detective, and then an old married couple. And the husband died, not in that apartment, at a hotel, uh, at a hospital rather. And the wife moved to a one bedroom in the building. So we move in, it's a great place, and every time the two of us were out of the house, or out of the apartment, something crazy happened. We bought a brand new clock, every time we left, we come back, the clock would be stopped at a certain time. And all of the pictures on the wall would be off the wall, but thrown across the hallway to the opposite side and broken. Uh, yeah, so if a painting was on the right side of the hallway, it would be thrown to the left side of the hallway and smashed and left to right and smashed, and things would be tipped over and broken. So we thought, okay, like somebody has our keys, and they're coming in, they're wrecking our place. So we asked Helene, the, the widow of the dead guy, uh, who'd lived there for 35 years, uh, does anybody else have these keys? She goes, no, we just put new locks on. I don't even have the keys. You and the landlord, and he's this 80-year-old uh, guy, like, like only you guys have the keys. So usually one or the other of me and Paul would be at the apartment at one time, because we had very different schedules because uh, I was an alcoholic and he was an animator. So he was up early. 
and I was out uh, dancing. So, uh, so we were usually, uh, somebody was at home, but any time the two of us went to the market together, we'd come home and everything was busted. The pictures were all thrown around, clocks would stop, and the bathtub would, there would be sh like, like, just this matter everywhere. Like, not like stuff, like, like not like, like if the drain spat out stuff or not if it backed up. There was just a random, like, splatter pattern of stuff all over the bathtub. And we just thought, someone's fucking with us. Like, what's going on? Uh, that kind of goes away a little bit. We go into an attic. We find there's an attic in it. We go up into the attic, and we look up, and it's, it's you know, like, it's, it's L.A. It's, like, 78 degrees out always. And in the attic, it should be hotter because the, the heat rises. I get up into the attic and I look up and I see some old Christmas decorations and stuff and instantly the temperature drops to like what feels like 55 degrees, like outside the, uh, the draft house right now. And, and it was just like instantly just crazy chill comes over me. And I kind of get this weird feeling and I don't think, ooh, scary ghosts. I just drop back down the, the little ladder. I go, Paul, uh, go check it out. There's some cool stuff up there. Like just to get like a, like to get a real reading on this. And he, uh, he, he climbs up the ladder and puts his head right down. He goes, Jeff, we're never going up there again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so time passes a little bit. I'm in my bedroom. I, I had the bedroom where the husband slept because they were an old married couple, and I think you find that often they sleep in different rooms because the husband snores and farts and the woman wants to get a night's sleep. And I had his room, and I was, in, I was getting undressed. I'm down to my boxers, and I just have a feeling that absolutely somebody's behind me, like somebody's like, on the carpet behind me. And I turn around, I'm like, okay, fucking enough! Enough of this shit! Had enough of this! You're dead! You don't live here anymore! I live here now, so fucking stop it! Stop it! And nothing ever happened again. So I still... It's, it's just that simple. Hang on, story, story is far from over. The only reason they made a bigger deal out of it in The Exorcist is because obviously that would be a shitty movie. If, yeah. uh, so, Sag it off! My, my, my roommate, I got work my, in the morning. My, my, roommate, my roommate goes, what the hell's going on? I go, I just exercised my bedroom as a fucking guy. So the end. I lived there for another eight months. Nothing weird ever happens. I never thought the place was haunted. I never, I just, there was this weird activity that kept fucking happening. But there was a time when I felt there was a motherfucker standing behind me. And not because the guy had died there. He didn't die there. I was not implanted with this knowledge. I didn't really care about it. So Rob Schraub moves in a year later when I move out. And story's halfway done. <laughs> oh. No, this is like page two of 100. <laughs> so we're at a bar. Rob Schraub is at the, we're at the drawing room. It's at the Burgundy room. And Rob comes out, and he just gets a screwdriver and just, boom, just drops it. Gets a bartender, another, drinks it straight down. <laughs> another. And he's drinking it. And I go, Rob, what the fuck? I've never, never seen you drink like this. He's like, he's like oh, man, like, I don't want to go home sober. I'm like, well, is something wrong like with the girlfriend or the girl you're dating? He's like, no. It's like, I don't know. It's stupid. I don't want to talk about it. I just don't want to. He's, like, he's about to cry. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? He goes, this is the place on Lowry. He's like, anything weird ever happened there to you? And I was like, what do you mean? I still, again, like, I, I don't instantly leap to ghosts. Or, I never really thought that was ghosts. Just a bunch of weird shit happened. And he goes, I don't know. I was like, you slept in the bedroom I slept in, right? I, sl I sleep and I go, yeah. And he goes, is it, is it haunted? I go, oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> and Rob goes, ah! oh, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. He starts crying. I go, what happened? What the fuck happened? He goes, ever since I moved in there, uh, 
I, I hung all this artwork up, and every time I left the place and there was nobody in there, I would come back and all the paintings were off the walls, and they were all broken. Anytime I hung a picture of somebody's face uh, on it, the, all the pictures were gone and were smashed across the room. And the, last night, like, there was all this weird shit going on, but last night I was laying in bed, and I heard my bedroom door open, and I, felt, I heard somebody walking across the carpet into my room, and I felt the weight of a person's body getting onto my bed. And I was like, were you awake or were you asleep? He was like, I was on my stomach, which is rare for me, but I looked at the clock, and it was 4 or 10 a.m., and I thought, are Dan and Jeff still here? Did we watch a movie together? Like, it's like, no, they're not here. He's like, I had this conscious thought, and I felt this person get on top of me. And I thought, okay, I said, it's a burglar. Like, so a burglar's in my room, or a rapist Because it something. would never be Dan or Jeff. <laughs> yeah, certainly not. Not, unless, not until tonight. Uh, and he, he, the weight of a body got on top of him, and, and he heard a voice in his ear going, and the voice said, what are you doing in my room? And Rob jumped up across the room and nothing was there. So I went with Rob to the, the apartment again and I went, get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> You're dead. Like, Rob, Rob made me go back and be the world's shittiest exorcist. <laughs> this has been a Halloween, Halloween Arlington, Arlington National Cemetery. Spooky, ooky, Harmon Toonies. The end. Uh, Jesus Christ. I think you've told that story before on the podcast. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, I don't give a shit. Oh, okay. No? Yeah, in, in your all right. face. All right, good. Dude, Thank Dan, God. All credibility is lost with a camera on your head. I, yeah. All right, Casey, uh, uh, what do you want? <laughs> but I mean that in the actual, not the passive-aggressive sense. Like, what do you really want? I mean, like a... Yeah. Simple, whatever that is you're drinking, let me load... Oh, yeah, 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 well, that, that goes without saying, yeah. Load them up, load them up. But I mean, think Spencer about... Bean Angel. While you load that up, I want to hear what you want. I don't care if it's a noun, an adjective, a sentence, a phrase, a thought... A, well, yeah, what, what's your dream? What, what, what do you what, want? We're going we're gonna to give it to you figuratively. If you could go home tonight and tell your loved ones uh, something happened tonight, what, what would that be? Oh, Joy. You want joy? Casey oh, wants okay, joy. Okay. Did someone well, boo joy? It might have been We, we really like are it, 10 it, minutes from it, the White House. It might have cakes. No, 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 not in that case. It's Don't cater thing. to he that. He said asshole. pancakes. He said pancakes. Oh, pancakes. I thought he said in that case. Pancakes. Pancakes, joy, and pancakes. It's like the same thing. All right. Casey wants joy and pancakes. Can we just, real quick, Jeff? Oh, it's a wrap? All right. All right. What did you I want? Know. I thought it would be like a movie, like a like a quick movie. A movie called Joy and Pancakes. Yeah. All right. Starring Casey. Okay. With me as Casey. <laughs> and Casey as you? No, Casey's out of here. Fuck him. <laughs> Casey, everybody, welcome, right. Casey. The year is 1939. Hitler's armies have crossed into Poland. World War II has begun. <laughs> sir, Lieutenant Casey reported for duty, sir. Where are my pancakes, soldier? Sir, I tried to get them as far as Verdun, but I... Soldier, stand at attention when you're... In front of your commanding officer. Sir, yes, sir. I apologize, sir. I lost your pancakes at Verdun, sir. Verdun was World War I. You're in the wrong war, sir. 
Soldier, you are fighting in a wrong war. Yes, sir, sir, yes, sir. World War II, uh, sir, sir. I try to keep track of it, sir. I run, try to make your pancakes, but I couldn't, sir. What war was Hamburger Hill? Sir, you're making me hungry, sir. No. That war was in the future. Trick question. That was Korea. <sighs> sir, D-Day's coming. D-Day? Does D stand for delicious? Uh, I don't know, sir. I wasn't authorized. Just don't come back into my tent until you have pancakes, soldier. Do you hear me? Or I'll send you to Leavenworth. Yes, sir. Even though we're not in the Navy. <laughs> I'm just a soldier without a war. Trying to bring pancakes, but I need more. Don't know what place to shoot or duck. Germans in both wars don't give a fuck. During my song, I wandered across enemy lines. There's a mortar attack. I gotta dive into this foxhole. No, no, no. Englander? C. I speak a little English. I am a German pancake meister. Incoming! In oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you were beatboxing. Forgive me. I am from the future. Listen, this war is needless. War is all about destruction and annihilation and separation between the people, the lines that connect a human from another human being. I always had that sense. Can I tell you a simple story? See? About 11 years ago, before Rob Schraub lived in this apartment, I lived in an apartment oh, with an Irish roommate. And it was Halloween. And the phone company is a title. Six was... hours later. Holy shit, so the war is over. <laughs> so then I climb up into the attic. And I look around and I get the weird, the, the temperature just changes. Fuck. And so I go back down 12 years later. And, he, and I, <laughs> the Cold War is over. <laughs> or beginning. Or actually, we're right kind of in the middle of the Cold War right now. Johan. Yes, Sebastian. Casey for short. <laughs> I don't have much time left. I'm uh, now 93. I feel, <laughs> I feel like I wasted about 20 so years on a, on a story about a ghost. It's okay. I, I really should have just given you a recipe for pancakes that could have stopped both World War I and World War II. You see, I am a timeless pancake meister. Yes, I was there at the Battle of Valley Forge. Yes, I was there. Flashback to Valley Forge. Washington soldiers, charge! I'm George Washington. Cross it. Keep crossing it. Don't stop. They're gonna. You're gonna be charged. Get your pancakes. Get your German future pancakes. Sir, sir, my name is George Washington. I'm trying to cross this area. You need to get clear, sir. Get clear. I would give you, George Washington, the recipe to my secret German future pancakes. However. If I did that, war would end. But I cannot do that. You see, I'm I here to cast a sad light on humanity. You see, war is a perpetual state of humanity. 
Yes, hey, my, man, I don't. my teeth are made of wood. I don't have time for this Clive Barker bullshit. Of wood. They are not made of wood. That is a lie. They're hippopotamus bone. <laughs> Flash forward to the, the, uh, the spine of the... Yeah, you were at Valley Forge. Yeah. So anyway... I, I, throughout time, I could, I could have given Alexander the Great Napoleon pancakes, and the, all wars would have ended. But you see, I withhold pancakes because war is a part of. It's a part of who we are. It's a part of this nutritious breakfast of humanity. It's part of this nutritious breakfast of humanity. <laughs> like the orange juice is pain, and the yes. and the milk is. Uh, Casey, don't worry about war. Wars will solve themselves. What you should worry yourself most with is aliens. Cut to Manhattan, 2019 A.D. Hover car, hover car. In the news, neo-president uh, fuckface who did the thing with the... It's not a dirty word anymore. Language is changing. Uh, postage stamps are the new fuel. Pennies are worth a dollar. Bottle caps are hats. Uh, corn, corn is corn is a potato. Uh, hey man, you got you got any shoes? And by shoes, I mean sleeves. Oh no, leave me alone. Everything's different. It's 2019. Hello, this is Wolf. Identity door recognized. Opening. Identity door closing. We're having recognized you. Uh, I. <laughs> General Casey. Yes. Reporting for duty, sir. I have bad news for you. We thought that we had mastered war, but we haven't. It turns out we are under attack by a pancake monster. Slowly, it rises over the horizon. One, two, seven full pancakes covered in butter. It opens its juicy maw and leaks glistening syrup. Uh, it charges. <laughs> yes, pancakes have evolved. They have cheeks and a maw. <laughs> Casey, are you okay? <laughs> I'm fine. You're right. I guess if this, if this could be a 70s movie, it could just end here. Right? <laughs> That's kind of a, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what happened. In the 80s, then they start to have a whole third act after that. Then you blow up the pancakes and no one cares. Who gives a shit? Take your kids to it. In the 70s, you could just end there. Yeah. Gene Hackman would run out of frame. Hey, you! You'd hear a gunshot credits. <laughs> it's Wait, a beautiful was that, was time that, to be alive. Was that the, uh, what was that one? The uh, taking of Pelham 123? That was French Connection. A French Connection, like, yeah. Like he yeah. literally, like, like Gene Hackman's like, it's the end of the movie. Over there! And he ran off frame. And you hear, <laughs> Credits. <laughs> no, no spoilers possible because <laughs> it's you, know, you make up your own ending. Uh, that's the seventies. Like Omega Man, Charlton Heston is just hanging out with zombies, and then they're like, "Oh, you're, you're a zombie." I don't know. Well, fuck it. No. Good night. God, that ghost story so long. I I could have sworn you told that before. I don't know. I've, I've told you before. Yeah. Um, and uh, okay, so 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 uh, yeah, no politics. Uh, uh, no more ghost stories. No more ghost stories. Race. Aliens, race, race. race. We settle right. anything about race. Should we try to? 
Should we try Wait. to break our record? Because our record in at Harmontown shows is two black people. Do we have more than two tonight? We got, oh, we my got God. Two. Wait, why is that white guy raising both his hands? Wait, Casey? Casey's half a black Casey's person. Casey's half a black person. All right. He was already up here. Two? Two and we a got, half? Okay, there, there's, yeah. Four? Six? Holy, Holy shit! Wow. Let's get them all up here. All black Mega people. Black. All black people to the stage. Mega black. Harmontown. Mega black. Harmontown. It's the half dozen man march. <laughs> yes. I want all black people up on the stage if possible. <laughs> all right, here we are. If, if you're if you're a black right. person and you're in the audience right now, you are selling out your race. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I, uh, <laughs> let, let's. One, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven and a half. Seven and a half black people, everybody. All right. Uh, come forward. Come forward. Well, should, should we have him do the, the Rihanna chorus, the Dido hook for the... Oh, fuck, hell yeah. Yeah, I'll fucking... I'll spit some fire and then... All right. And then uh, let's just do that. Let me, let me find and you, it. You guys quick. will join in too, but the visual... Oh, my God. Hold up. Har Harmontown's getting more and more sophisticated. Where the hell? Oh yeah, okay. So uh, what, what, you want you want to teach him the lyric? Right, we'll, we'll do one. Those of you that know it, get in there and do it. It's uh, I can't remember it. I'm so drunk. It's uh, you know, turn it frown upside down. P is yellow. Yo, come on down to Harmon Town. Turn that frown upside down. P is yellow. Poop is brown. Come on down to Harmon Town. Colors. What did they mean? Could you go from a scene to a scene? If your skin was pale white or dark as night, would you be allowed to do a, a flying kite maneuver over the city? I fucked your mama because I loved her juicy titty. I, I squeezed it till the milk come out. And the milk was white, but did that give it more clout? I don't know. What if her milk was black? Wouldn't that give your white ass a heart attack? Would it be worth more or worth less? What if your mama's milk was purple, Herman Hess? Come on down to Harmon Town. Turn that frown upside down. Race. He is yellow, poop is brown. Blackness. Come on down to Harmon Town. Struggle in the city, in the streets. Every manhole cover is another piece of meat. I'd like to pick it up like a piece of roast beef. Flip it up in the air and do it like Keith for Sutherland. He was a famous person that loved to eat meat. Sorry, sorry. Uh, starting over. Okay, I fucked your mama. Mars Rover. Come, Come on down to Harmon Town. Moonwalk. Brown upside down. Race. Is yellow. Poop is brown. Africa. Is yellow. Huxtables. Bill Cosby. Everybody's going from Norman Lear straight to me. I'm the new representative of their voice. Nobody black has another choice. You're not allowed to get hired as a writer if you're black, so it comes to me. I'm like Spider-Man. I'm the Peter Parker of the new generation. I'm going to speak for the black people of this nation. Here's the things that they like in the order of this. They like carrots and lettuce and piss. It goes like that. Don't ask them. You gotta come through me. Yo, yeah, yo, 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 she come, come out there, yo. What? What? Yeah. She, she, rap battle. Rap battle. 
Melanin, molecules, little tiny things that make people ridicule each other. Motherfucker, I'm spitting. I fucked your mama so hard, she said, I'm titting. It's a new phrase. It means your tits will explode. I fucked your mama so hard, I generated loads of semen all across her chest. I fucked your mama so hard, she told me I was the best. Come on down to Harmontown. Turn that frown upside down. Race is yellow, poop is brown, urban. Differences, everyone is different. That's the lesson you should learn. Everyone is different. I'm being sarcastic. Everyone's the same. It's really, really stupid that we come up with different names. There's a class system entrenched in our culture, and the only people that profit off of it are parasitic vultures. They sit at the top and they capitalize on us. They're a bunch of rich motherfuckers. Fuck them. God damn it, fuck them. Come on now. Turn that frown upside. Fuck them! Uh -huh. Ownership! Come on down. I'm sorry I criminalized all of you by association. I'm sorry I disseminated us from the nation. I'm declaring it once and for all. I'm so fucking sick and tired of all of these fucking assholes. Suck my balls. I, I hope I go home and my house is burnt to the ground because I'm a, a horrible person and a criminal. Uh, I got a little too drunk. I'm sorry. Uh -huh. Let's hear it for our nation's capitals, black people. They earned this. All Arapaho Indians to the stage, please. Nope, none left. Fucked that up already. This show could have existed 300 years ago. We could have, we could have done something. Well, uh... Let's do. A, let's. We should do another movie with everybody up here right now. Really? Yeah. Another. <laughs> I thought we've got to play Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, all right. Can we you play want, Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stay up here. Do I you want know. all black people to play Dungeons and Dragons with us? Yeah. Let's do that. All right. We're gonna play Dungeons and Dragons with all black people tonight. <laughs> There's a new character. <laughs> right, Spencer? Right. <laughs> All right. I mean, is that possible? I don't know. Spencer, ask Spencer. Is it possible to have this many people just like spring on you for the for D and D? I mean, they could exist in the game world. All right. I don't have characters. Are you guys down with just standing awkwardly up on stage in the background like this? <laughs> you can't just ask a group of people to stand up here like just waiting to find out if they're involved. Yeah. Well, no, we could just miss them. I don't know. It's an awkward situation. You know what? It's metaphorical. Well, then Let's you do deal it. Deal with it head on. All right. What are we ahead. supposed to do? Go ahead. This is my favorite form of affirmative action of like my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> This is the best. Uh, <laughs> I say, Jeff, here's what I say. We, we, we break a pool cue in half, 
and we put it on the floor. <laughs> no, sorry, that's not. That's not. That's that's the way we've been handling it. Uh, 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 let's play Dungeons and Dragons and have all black people that, 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 that want to be a part of it represent all black people in the whole nation. All right. And they can and they can play a character that we'll make up on the fly. Okay, and cool. Spencer, yeah, we'll leave it to you to include uh, our, our seven and a half black people up here. <laughs> so did you say one character for all of them? No, yeah, yeah. That I mean, that, yeah, all black people have to play one character. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, we've yeah. done so much. We're bending over backwards here. What, what do you want us to do? I didn't... Uh, this wasn't my problem. I inherited this. I, I think I'm being pretty heroic by providing them with one D&D character. He Is can it? be super strong. He won't be a kleptomaniac or have a stutter. He'll be the dentist or the next-door neighbor. All right, so let, let's start this stuff. Aaron McGathy to the stage, please. Aaron McGathy. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, here we go. Let, uh, Spencer? Phil. <laughs> All right. When we last met. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, it's funny. Okay. You good, Spencer? You yeah, I'm all, I'm all good, you guys. On the last episode, our heroes had defeated Dave, the airship pilot, and gained control of the ship. After tormenting some crew members, the group had to find the engine room and enlisted the help of, slash threw into a wall, a couple of imps who were tasked with servicing the ship's engines. After finding some sovereign glue, the ship seemed prepared. Sharpie decided that they should press onward and attempt to take the fight to Admiral Darkstar. It was just then that a calamitous impact shook the entire ship before casting everything into darkness. All right. You were all knocked unconscious. You wake up in the hole of the black ship. Well, what's left of it at any rate? You can see that the hole has been ripped into two halves. Through the wreckage, you can see dull red walls slick with slime surrounding you. You seem to be at the bottom of a pit as above you stretches a black expanse. Go. All right. Now, didn't we meet like some people that were gonna walk us down the road? Yeah. Okay. So like that, I didn't write because I thought we'd just do it right now. But uh, okay. Do you want to just? Take I look it from up the and top? I, I look around and see if there's any people that will help us down the road. You see three white figure or three white clothed figures approaching. Wait. Why can't we <laughs> this isn't you. You guys are elsewhere. Seems like with a quick edit, you could you could make this very appropriate. <laughs> Do what? Can't there be seven and a half black figures? Or seven, <laughs> seven and a half black figures approach. <laughs> Why can't it just be a, a full eighth black person? He said he was half black. I'm just making a joke. Okay. He, he, he's a halfling. <laughs> seven black people and a black halfling approach. <laughs> So right now, you like guys... That's you, Casey. <laughs> oh, dear God. Holy hell. <laughs> Casey's mutated. 
All right, so you guys have been living in the belly of this great beast for quite some time. You're quite used to it. But you just saw this ship crash down to the floor. It's quite a new occurrence for you guys. I mean, stowaways and shipwrecks occasionally happen, but it's quite rare. So that's your motivation as you're approaching this wreck ship. So our ship crashed inside the mouth of this, uh, the Infinifish. Correct. And I should mention, Jeff, that your crystal, uh, I'm sorry, not your crystal, your healing pendant shatters into a billion piles of little crystals. Whoa. That's like in a video game, because we would have been able to use that. As this happens, you feel some of the crystals dissolving, healing you to full health. You see a small pile of crystals remaining. Uh, I gather those crystals. All right, you gather them. Where are my hit points at right now? Uh, They're at full now. Fuck yeah, 40 hit points, motherfucker. Can Can we get our character sheets? Yeah. Thank yeah. you. All right, Spencer. I, I walk up to one of the uh, uh, to, 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 to to this, uh, this group of uh, people, and I find a, a, a person that seems to be the leader, and she has a red and blue feather, uh, uh, a pink and blue feather in her ear, and I, I, I assume she's the leader. So I, I, I come up and address her and say, hey, uh, "Can you please help us?" The, if if we could help you, we'd help ourselves. We're still we're stuck here. Nice. I don't know what you want us to do. How long have you been stuck here? Uh, I don't know. We don't have any clocks or calendars. It's felt like years. Okay, so a long time. A very long time. I noticed that she's wearing a handmade, this feels terrible vest that I regard and think is awesome. That's all. Nice. Sorry, sorry. We do get iTunes and podcasts here. That's like the only bright light. <laughs> the Wi Fi is great. <laughs> nice. I, I, I thought I had a handle on this metaphor, but it's totally convoluted now. I, <laughs> Uh, well, so you guys, <laughs> so you guys, if you knew how to get out of here, you'd have, you would have gotten out of here, huh? Hell yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, we've had tongue stew for a million years. Like, cutting off tongue of the, the beast's mouth and making soup isn't really enjoyable. I'd rather, you know, some... Else. Where where did you all some fried chicken and watermelon with people? <laughs> oh jeez! Wow, wow! I I I, I, I I pick something else to look at, <laughs> and I uh, I roll versus blushing. You save. <laughs> uh, uh, where where did you uh, black figures? Are they figures? They're people. people. They're figureheads. <laughs> like you and I. They're fucking people, Moraine. <laughs> uh, where, where are you from? Your mama. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. That's... All right. Where, Spencer, where are they from? Where, where are you guys from? We're from here. You were oh. okay. <laughs> they they mentioned that they were actually the third generation of people born in this fish. Oh my god, the metaphor's oh, okay. back. <laughs> I like it. So you don't know any different. You've been born inside the belly of this savage beast. This is your ordinary world. And you have an instinctive sense that it's not a, a healthy place, but it's all you know. I examine our surroundings to look for exits or, or portals to cross through. To the, what I'm going to call south for, you know, sake of directionality. You see what appears <laughs> to a, be a that's large... That's a great reason to call it south. Well, there's no... There's no uh, I that's actually draw, the only reason to call it south. <laughs> I, I got to draw a map, you know, for my reference, and I can't... Like, there's no south of a fish, but... 
but there's down on a paper. Okay. Anyway, you see a curtain. It appears to be made out of some sort of fleshy, meat-like substance. A meat curtain? A meat curtain. A wizard sleeve? (laughs) A portable hole. I thrust thrust myself headlong through the meat curtain. (laughs) I must warn you, strange traveler, no one who's gone through that curtain has come back. We've lost many siblings. Are you saying... To the meat curtain. (laughs) Are you saying that once you go through this particular meat curtain, you never go back? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> Heedless of her warning, I thrust myself uh, through the fleshy folds of the meat curtain. You see what appears to be a snake-like appendage whip out of the curtain. Uh-oh. It's a dick inside a pussy. Yeah. You got me. <laughs> the tentacle whips at you but misses by a hair. Come on in, guys. It's, it's okay. <laughs> I, I, I approach the, uh, the whipping serp- serpent, and I, I whip my hair around in an attempt to calm it down, or maybe to just make it straighter. <laughs> the curtain opens. Three more tendrils reveal themselves, whipping Jesus. themselves at <laughs> Busy you. lady. They also miss. Are we armed? Uh, you guys are actually armed with um, daggers and spears. Sorry, you guys. Spencer! It's not his fault. It's not Spencer. Spears are going to be really useful, as you'll see later. I can't do anything. All right. Guys, you've been here for three generations. If we don't go through this meat curtain together, we've got no chance of getting out. I say follow me with your spears and, cur- and daggers. Uh, yeah. I said we sent one of the black people in first. Is that cool? It's not cool. You already went in first. Oh, that's right. I'm already, I'm already in there. Before they go in, I shoot one arrow at the, at, the, at, the, at the... Sorry? More? I shoot 14 arrows! I, or two. Two. Uh, okay. Yep. <laughs> one of the arrows strikes the meat curtain. It shudders violently. Uh, am I sorry? <laughs> okay. Are we all through? The, are we all through the curtain right now? No one's even tried to go through it. Wait, Everybody, I... let's all charge! Charge the meat curtain! I peek cautiously through the meat curtain. You guys, you guys want to go through? We should go. All right, let's. I lead my army of black people through the meat curtain. Yes! <laughs> Failing to and regard. We thrust our daggers and spears, our non denominational daggers and spears, <laughs> through the meat curtain towards the tentacles. Brandishing your weapons dangerously, you charge through the curtain. The tentacles whip back and forth, but you manage to subdue them and make it through. Black adventure! Adventure! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Mixed reaction. So, uh, what, so we're beyond the tentacles now? You are beyond the tentacles. What, what do we see? You see a blue round tunnel. It seems to get smaller and smaller. Uh, um, 
So, <laughs> I can't, I, I've tried to summon squirrels, but there's no squirrels inside the infinite fish. I've already tried that. Uh, black friends, is there a way to take <laughs> the spears and to, to prop them up so as to keep the blue uh, tunnel wide? Like, sorry? I need to stop uh, listening to people uh, yelling things. Uh, the, the spears, can you take your spears and just like stick them upright so the tunnel can't close? Well, we have... <laughs> We have heard strange legend of uh, an exit, which, if stimulated properly, expands. Excellent, excellent. Exit this beast, but none have ventured this far previously. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm having way too much fun. There's a legend of a thing that expands when you stimulate it. Uh, yeah, well. That sounds. That uh, sounds what, like... what, what is your secret, uh, oh wise woman, uh, to, to stimulate the, the, the tunnel to, to make it expand? Uh, my uh, a wise African American elder, as uh, as African American elders tend to be very wise, uh, once told me of a sacred dance that can only be performed when you have a uh, seven and a half. Seven and a half African dark-skinned beings, <laughs> and uh, three pale-skinned people can only uh, create this dance to uh, arouse the exit. So we all—you're saying we all have to dance together to coax the opening to uh, uh, to, to to widen for us to pass through. See, si, senor. Can you wait? Wait, see, si, senor. <laughs> The, the three of us have, have only danced in uh, the shape of square. Can you show us how to dance? <laughs> uh, yeah. Some, sometimes in a line, uh, w when things yes. get hotter than a hoochie-coochie. <laughs> if thou has a beat to drop, we may proceed. Uh, are you there? I, I'm getting very uncomfortable. <laughs> We're black, so it's okay. Uh, that's what's making me. It's, that's the whole. I, I can talk like this. I do not want to see the TMZ headline. Uh, I feel comfortable. I'll lead the charge. Wearing a. No, I think if. <laughs> uh, this will actually be embarrassing. <laughs> Open up, open up, dilate, open up, gotta open up that esophagus, I'm gonna fuck your mama like I was snuffleupagus, gonna take my trunk, it's not imaginary, I'm gonna fuck your mama like an aviary, bird to bird, feather to feather, gonna fuck your mom like my name was Carl Weathers, gonna fuck her dick, fuck her butt, I'm gonna fuck her salted ass peanuts, I'm gonna fuck her cashew, fuck her almond, gonna fuck her name like my name was Philip Drummond. Fuck her like a different stroke. I'm gonna fuck your mama like my dick was a joke. I gotta set up on my nuts, gotta punch on my tip. Fuck your mama, that's how I'm hip. <laughs> and then, and then I assume that's like an open sesame. The rhythmic pounding of feet and limbs and the flailing of your bodies seems to do nothing at first, but then you feel the expanding and contracting muscular action. Jesus. The esophageal tube opens and widens, <laughs> revealing a larger antechamber. 
So we're going down the throat into the into the belly of this infinifish. You're going down an esophageal tube. It may or may not be a throat. It opens into a large chamber. Dungeon can, snap. You, dungeon snap. You can see several wooden uh, constructions built together. They seem to have been made out of parts of old ships or perhaps other crates and boxes. But they, they help hold together quite nicely. There seems to be about 16 or 17 of the dwellings. This is where you guys have, have lived. Uh, your parents, you know, they came... I guess you, I said third generation, so your eh, 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 parents came on ships and they built these into a village. So that's where you guys live. Wait, so they they lived here? Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh. Have they been here before? They they lived they've lived here for three generations. They, yeah, they, but they, they usually take homes. a different path, a oh. less dangerous. Oh, one. so we just oh, took I the see. long hard yeah, way to yeah, get yeah. here? Yeah. <laughs> this is like the corner drugstore. Wait, so, wait, they could have <laughs> told us how to get home. <laughs> And is, yeah. that, is, that, is, that, is that your doorbell? We all do a dance and that's how you get home? You guys well, saw the meat when we uh, incorporate new people into our culture, we like to uh, embarrass them first. Okay. Yeah, right. That makes sense. We uh, should have they to They don't have TV. Just Wi-Fi. <laughs> so now we're, we're, now we're at the home of these people. Yeah, this is, this is your guys' home. Uh, <laughs> you love it. Once you feng shui the organs. No, that's someone else's joke. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's beautiful here. It's great here, guys. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, I, I've never seen such a nice place inside of an esophageal tube before. <laughs> I love what you've done with the uh, the throat. We we so try. The, we try. We get Martha Stewart living on the Wi-Fi, so we try to make it cozy. You've really started from a place of nothing and built from the scraps of a, a you know, and, and, and created something that's, that's 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 equally appealing and a testament to the environment that is this uh, uh, infinite fish. You could even say we found love in a hopeless place. <laughs> yeah, it, se- it seems like 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 you did not land on this infinite fish. It seems like this infinite fish landed on you. But I respect what you've done. I think we can learn from it. Like I, 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 all... I pull Mulrain aside over to uh, the, the wall of the esophageal tube, and I say, Mulrain, I don't know if you're watching this, but it seems there's some sort of spark of connection between this leader and and Sharpie, whom you've been in love with. Are you? You better. I warn you. Be careful. I know about these esophageal people. Yes. Uh... Quirk, I, I saw it too, but I, I, I can't move like she can move. <laughs> I can shoot arrows, and I can wave my hair, and I can giggle, but, um, you know, I, I, I'm going to uh, concede. <laughs> Don't tell him that oh, I... Your talent for passive aggression seduces me. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That wasn't passive aggression. You couldn't hear me. Oh, I, well, no, I heard the sound of someone needing more than, 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 uh, you know. Are we going to talk about our, our actual relationship in the middle of D&D? I, I was just expressing that I was sad. It wasn't I, being passive aggressive. similar I, I, to the van thing last I night. Take, I take our new hosts out to, uh, to lunch at their local esophagus shack while these two sort out their relationship from the tour bus today. Yeah, All right. Yeah. All that right, happens. so we're at the we're at the we're at the village of of these people who 
who have a weird habit of making people go through a tentacle uh, esophagus in order to get where they already lived. Uh, uh, I mean, we we can't do much more than that. We, we, we've done this for like a half hour. We should probably cut it off there. It's right? fine. Avoid our issues. It's fine. Let's hear it for America's black people. <laughs> the Capitol Steps. I'm going to give them a name, Jeff. The Capitol Steps. All right, wait, wait, what's everyone's name real quick before you go off? We, 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 we got Casey. All right, Casey, yeah, just you for are? the sake of credits. That's my fish name. <laughs> Casey. Casey, you are? Latia. Latia. Nice to meet you. Tori. Tori, nice to meet you, sir. Dane. Dane, I met you earlier at the bar. Welcome again. Vanessa. Vanessa. Aaliyah. Aaliyah. <laughs> Philip. Philip. Andrew. Andrew. Thank you so much for coming up. Black people! Our salvation. There's nothing left. We have nothing. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt Dan's drunken ramblings. I'm Jeff Davis from Harmontown, here to talk about Warby Parker glasses. Do you need glasses? Do you wear glasses? Is your eyesight all fucked from playing Bubble Witch or whatever the f stupid app game you play? My eyes are just dying from these stupid games. You stare at it and then you try to look up and you can't see shit. I'm 43 and my eyes are dying because of Bubble Witch. God damn it. Warby Parker has glasses that are really cool. They're kind of vintage-y, retro-y kind of stuff, and they look great, and they're cheap as shit. They're, they're less expensive than glasses generally are, which is dumb, because people need them. Or maybe you don't need glasses, and you just want to look professorial and kind of groovy. Warby Parker makes it very easy to order glasses. They have a free home try-on program where you order five pairs of glasses, you try them on for five days, there's no obligation to buy them, it ships for free, and you can ship them back for free. You go to warbyparker.com slash Harmon to order your free home try-ons today. The glasses start at 95 bucks, which is cheap. That includes prescription lenses, anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings, and every pair you buy, another pair is distributed to someone in need. I'm hoping that it's refugees. I mean, because Syrians, holy shit, they need glasses. I, I, I did it. I ordered them. They come so easy. Boom. There's a box. There's a bunch of glasses in there. You pick the ones you like. You look in the mirror and you go, these suck, these suck, these rule. You pick the ones that you like. Um, also, if you don't have any personal awareness or any sense of identity, after you get your glasses from warbyparker.com slash Harmon, you can also go to the Warby Parker app from the iTunes app store, which allows you to quickly take photos wearing all the frames, stitch it into a video, and share it with friends and family to help you pick a winner because you don't know what you like. You need other people's opinions because you're a spineless ooze. Warbyparker.com slash Harmon. They're glasses. They're cheap. They're awesome. Fuck you. Back to Harmon. Nothing left. We have nothing um, left, I, I, uh, when we were in, uh, when we were near Boston in Somerville, I had a, a camper come up, as, up to stage because I was a camp counselor. I have another camper here. <laughs> that was a, Show off. Just saying. That's all. Do you want to bring her up? I'd like to. Let's, let's get her up. Yeah, wait, bring wait, wait, up wait. Alex Fox. All right. Oh. Alex? Uh, sounds white, but fine. <laughs> Change of pace. You say you were you were asking for something. Now you're being. I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to hear about Alex your... Fox. You wanted to hear about what? Hello, Alex, Alex Fox. He can sort. He can sort it out. So Alex, when we were in uh, in Somerville, Massachusetts, uh, we had another one of Aaron's uh, campers come up, and we talked about feminine wetness, and uh, <laughs> yeah. and, th and then her mother came on stage, and shit got bananas. 
Uh, it got weird. Did I, did Aaron dispense any uh, uncomfortable wisdom to you while you were at the camp? I mean, Aaron was just really my sexual education. Like up until I was about like what 14, 15, I went to a really strict school, private Catholic school, so I didn't know what sex was. And Aaron really was really eager to talk about it with just our our 14 year old selves. That's, that's not why I brought her up. No, but. Did she ever make you pass through her flesh curtains? <laughs> No, but she did show me my first penis, so like... Wait, wait, huh? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. You don't have a penis. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're totally fine. You're normal. <laughs> it would also be okay if I had a penis. No, it totally would be. It would be fine, yeah. That would be even more educating, like, but it's all right. Women having penises is the new black. It's true. <laughs> what we did tonight was kind of antiquated. Like, we're not really breaking down any barriers. This is D.C. Like, we should, we should have had transgender people up here. Yeah. Black people. Yawn. <laughs> what is this, Gilligan's Island? <laughs> uh, issue solved. Well, thank our, uh, so Alex, uh, <laughs> Alex, uh, you were counseled by Aaron uh, when you were younger, and now yes, we're counseled. Counseled, and now we're all grown up. But Dan and Aaron were about to talk about uh, a little spat they had today, which I know nothing about. Maybe you could counsel them right now through this. Maybe you could uh, you could kind of uh, mediate through through their, this crisis. Yeah, well, that's but not a bad I'd like idea. To hear about yeah. it. Alex, okay. why don't you take the take the mic and uh, walk them through it? Hey, Alex Fox, so. We were in Somerville, and then after the show, I was talking to some fans. This is was, Dan's side of the story. I was, I was, I was talking to two fans about glass blowing. Mm -hmm. uh, very interesting. But that was, it was Providence, cool Providence last night. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. yes, sorry. I'm starting to be, yeah. It's all, it's all the same. <laughs> Only the names have changed. Um, I was in Rhode Island talking to two guys about glass blowing, uh, signing a lot of autographs, uh, you know, uh, foregoing the opportunity to write a TV show. Um, uh, it was like having decided, okay, this is where I need to be. Right. Uh, being a hero, really. Right, of course. My girlfriend comes up to me and she says, uh, hey, uh, you know, the van's leaving. Uh, I don't know uh, if you wanted to go or if you don't want to go, but the van's leaving. Dan's side of the story. And, and man said, is the only mode of transportation. All right, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll stay. Is, there, is everyone leaving? I, I don't know if everyone's leaving. There's, there's two vans, but then there's another van leaving later. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. And what follows is a 25-minute conversation about when the van's leaving, when the vans aren't leaving. But I know the whole time, because I'm 40, mm -hmm. I know the whole time that what she's saying without saying it is she wants to leave she wants me to want to leave. Mm -hmm. But she's not saying, I want you to want to leave. She's saying everything else. And I'm agreeing with it because I don't give a shit. And I'm going like, okay, well, you know, if you want to uh, take what you're saying at face value, if you want to get on the first van, get on the first van, second van, I don't know. 25 minutes goes by, by my drunk estimation. Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, she kind of, she, at one point she walks away, goes like, well, I'm going to get on the first van. She walks away. Go, Goodbye. I'll see you back at the hotel. Um, then she comes back and because there is no van and there's no, there's, there is nothing. And she goes like, well, the van is, there's another van, the van, 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 and schedule van, 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 schedule. And I go, I, again, I don't care. I'm talking to guys about glass blowing. I don't care. She, 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 she walks away. And you, and you love glass blowing. 
I, well, I did that night. I never heard anything about it. It's fucking fascinating. Like, really think about it. Like, my first question was, do you just take a bunch of sand and heat it up? Does it turn into glass? The answer is no, Jeff. <laughs> the answer is no. Dan, my van is leaving in a couple seconds. So. I already know everything about, about this. I don't know. Look, this is my one chance. I'm talking to some dudes about blowing glass. Uh, and uh, Interesting talk. So, so then... So then what happened, the thing that really causes the fight or pops the champagne cork <laughs> on the beautiful, frothy anger <laughs> bottle that is our relationship um, is, is the tour manager, the guy whose job it is to tell you when and a van is coming and when it isn't, comes up to me and says, uh, hey, Dan, so there's a van leaving now and there's a van leaving in 15 minutes. Which one do you want to be on? And I go... I'll take the one in 15 minutes. He goes, okay. And he proceeds to go around the bar and tell everybody. And when I see him telling it to Aaron, I, I started, I, I was drunk and I was an asshole. And I was going, huh, huh, huh. I, I was like jiggling my ear. And, she, and she's like looking at me going, what are you doing? And, I, and I, she came over to me and I said, I was just, I'm just saying, are, do you hear how that works? You hear, you, hear, you hear how easy that is? That's rude. Yeah, well, yeah. fuck you guys. <laughs> I, 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 I lost 38 minutes of glass-blowing talk. All right. Uh, all Aaron, she lost Aaron, was a Aaron. little bit of dignity for 30 seconds. I'll, I'll, I'll try to make my version a little shorter. Um, I, <laughs> that wasn't a diss, but uh, thanks, guys. Yeah. Well, you you, you, you um, can afford to, time stealer. The 38 minutes I'm sure, I'm sure you're, you're, you're Justin minutes. Timberlake arm readout has fucking 100 of my minutes on it. From just because I spent all that time talking about vans instead of fucking glass, I, I, I would have been I would have been up here tonight teaching motherfuckers how to blow a bottle out of dirt. <laughs> but uh, there's so crucial the, uh, shit I missed. All I know is that is that we're fighting. Yeah. Alex, Alex, uh, so jump in, mediate for fuck's sake. So What's going so on? You, Let's hear her side. Let's I, I, I want to hear her side of the story. There Thanks, Alex. There you go. Um, first of all, those those guys talking to Dan about blowing glass, super cool. Learned a lot from them. I was also listening to them about glass and like the lightning striking the sand and that making like these big branches of glass and things. It was cool. I also had a great time at the bar. I was tired. Uh, Neil Berkeley, who's directing the documentary, was like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get in the van and go. Sometimes like transportation has been tough and people have been left behind. So I I was like, oh well, I'm gonna let Dan know that I'm gonna go. Maybe he'll want to go too. I love him. Love him dearly. Went up to him and I was like, hey, like there's a there's gonna be a, a van going in a little bit. If you want to get on that van. And he responded to me in a way that made me think that he was like, oh, okay, I'll get on the van. If you want me to get on the van. Like I had said, hey, we're getting on a van. So if you want to be cool, get on the van. And he responded to me like I, I had said it that way. So I was like, oh, well, that didn't feel good. And I walked away. And because I can't walk away from things, I was like, oh, no, I, no that's, that was rude. And I walked back and I tried to explain it to him. And he, he was very like snippy with me. And then I walked back and was talking to more people, and that was when the tour manager went over and told him about the 15 minutes thing. I didn't know it. But then afterwards, he, you know, he did this, and then he yelled at me. And then I went back to the hotel room, and I was crying in the bathroom. And he came in, and he was like, you taking a shit? I don't know. I can't see tears. All I see is a closed bathroom door. And, uh, <laughs> I start with I, logic. I walked, I walked out. My, my face is, is red. And uh, I, I, I said, I 
like what, because I was sitting there crying and I was like, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm constantly, that whole fight happened because I was worried he was going to get left behind. Because call back to the mom issues from earlier, sometimes I'm Dan's mom a little bit. I get his food together, I take care of him as best I can. It's natural. And, what? That's normal. <laughs> um, Good job, Casey. Alex. Alex. Um, Casey. No, no, no. I, I met the guy from earlier. No, 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 it's, I just it's thought it's that guy funny. earlier he was fucking great. But he, yeah, he, he checked his arms into his sleeves and pretended to be happy. Just the costume design alone. Sorry, Alex, go so, ahead. Uh, so, yeah, so it, it escalated. <laughs> it escalated from there. And Dan, uh, Dan tore me a real good one. And I was crying for a long time. He left the hotel room. He ran into Bobcat Cold, Goldthwaite in the uh, Goldthwaite. Goldthwaite. Sorry. Uh, Bob, Bob Goldthwaite was in the room across the hall. So. And so he leaves, he talks to him, and then he comes back, and he's, he's calmed down. And he said, I'm sorry, because uh, he said a lot of mean things to me, including the C word. Um, and, um, Ooh, that's and, not okay. Uh, which one? That's never okay. Which C word? Cutie. Yeah, yeah, it's not so bad. So, uh, yeah, and then this morning I was still bummed out about it, even though he said, I'm sorry, but he said a lot of really, really cruel things to me. It made me feel pretty uh, worthless. Okay, Alex, uh, now's your chance to graduate. All right, well, here's my thing. If you apologize to her, then you're admitting that you did something wrong. You're at least realizing that you hurt her feelings in some capacity. Sure. So then, I mean, I think it was mostly a miscommunication between the two of you. You thought she was harassing you to get on this van. Right. When in reality, she was just concerned about not leaving you behind. Maybe. I should should say the crux of this argument. It's all good intentions, you know? So I don't think that... He thought I was lying. He thought that I was bullshitting him, and I was not, and I Because it's a silly thing to lie about, and I don't think Aaron would do that personally however well, just have from you an dated unbiased, her for a year no i haven't you're right so i don't know so i'm just saying from an unbiased perspective however you know clearly her heart was in the right place if she's saying that she thinks she's, she was going to leave you behind and you admitted that you were wrong about something so okay so by applause by applause should they break up or stay together <laughs> stay together <laughs> that's my vote thank you alex that was very wise that was lovely I mean, I mean so we're, we're staying together no matter what. We're staying together no matter what. That's the problem. <laughs> like, like, like we. Yes. We're, we're, I, I, I'm not. I'm never gonna leave her. And if she leaves me, I'll kill myself. So sounds healthy. That sounds very healthy. There begin the problems when you realize <laughs> no that you problems. can't be without someone. Then you go like, all right, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you, uh, yeah, why, why? So maybe if that's true, instead of thinking that I'm someone who could never go away, think of me as someone who you want to take care of and be nice to because I'm never going to go away. You don't want this, this perfect flower that you have to wilt you because want to, you've You want to nourish this flower. Now, uh, let's first of all thank Alex for coming up and dispensing Woo! what I think is very yeah. sound, sound counseling. Well, let's see if we can sum this up. Uh, maybe we can heal these wounds uh, via our new anthem. Let's try this one out. It's been a good night in Arlington. Mm-hmm. Learned some things. Oh, yeah. I told a pretty long story. Everybody does something wrong, but I'm going to heal you with a tender song. I'm so sorry to Aaron and Jeff 
and Spencer and all the black people. I didn't mean to do you bad. I just want to make you happy, not sad. I just want to go from town to town and say, Harmontown, where pee is yellow and poop is brown. Harmontown, everybody singing Harmontown, where pee is yellow and the poop is brown. I like the bread and the butter and the honey and the, the nutrients grow on every tree and the leaves go to the sky and drip down on me. Every piece of sustenance makes me feel young and free again And I feel like I'm 20 again I fucked your mama so hard that I I swear I saw her in a prison yard And I'm sorry that she got fucked with my fleshy shard of love Fleshy shard of love? I don't think the glove fits the hand in the quitting process I'm sorry, I got thrown off the rail I'm sorry, I'm gonna start over again Sorry, I got thrown thrown off in Harmontown I'm really sorry in Harmontown But when your mama sucks dick Makes me feel like Kate Nick That's a guy that played the guy in Snake Eyes His name was Nicholas Cage And I fucked your mama on this stage And I fucked your mama at home On Ellen Page's back And I fucked your mama while your daddy smoked some crack And just watched cause your family sucks That's fucked up I fucked your mama at the Arlington Draft House in Virginia County. I fucked your mama so hard. I fucked your mama real hard. Crane shot gonna fuck your mama sweet and hard. Here we go with the... So hard, she looked like Winnie the Pooh. I fucked your mama so hard, she bled. I fucked your mama on the top of a sled, fucked her downhill, and then I decided to fuck her instead. Uphill into the top of a hat. I fucked your mama like that, and I fucked your mama inside a jelly vat, and I took her to the bottom, and then I puckered lips and spat on her face because your mama is fat. And fuck your mama, fuck your mama in Harmontown Fuck Obama, fuck Obama in Harmontown Fuck the legislators, fuck the senators in Harmontown You're not invited if you ever made a law in this place I fucked your mama Thank in you so much for coming to Harmontown tonight, everybody Arlington Draft House Shitty, shitty stage time Here he goes Let's hear it one more time. Prayer and stage dive. Spencer Crittenden. Whoa. Our black esophageal chorus. Shittiest stage dive in the world. That's it. Shittiest stage dive in the world. Shittiest stage dive in the world. <laughs> Wait, it's happening. Actually, it's not that bad. Whoa! Whoa! Okay, they're tired. They're tired. Okay, that's all right. I fucked your mama in Harmontown. All right, I'll, I'll be here for the rest of the night. All right, good, good night. Thank you all.
from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multi-dimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code new. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed. 